in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Uh, and this week, uh, this is going to be a very interesting topic. You know, Matt, I always worry that we're going to run out of topics. I always worry like that we're going to split that atom till there's nothing left. And we're going to cut our fingers on the razor that we're trying to slice a really thin onion with. And that's when we go, you know what we haven't done in a while? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Been, they've been in so many movies Pixar, in that category. Steven Spielberg. Exactly. <laughs> There's Tom been Cruise. seven new Spielbergs since the first time we did it. That's we true. should really reevaluate this list. <laughs> West Side point. Story is my number one. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not excited by that. At I, all. I don't know why that needed a remake. Yep, yep, yep. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't know what. Maybe it'll capture the, the imaginations of a new generation and it'll give it uh, you know more life. Yeah. Perhaps that's what he's trying to do is just like reintroduce. An entire new wor- you know, world that's never seen this movie. I guess. My, my concern is this. That movie won 11 fucking Oscars. If you're going to remake this movie, first of all, and you're not Latino, let's put that out there, um, then I need you to come in with something incredible. Like, incredible, right? Um, are you going to be able to do it? Who's involved in it? Let me see. That first picture they released yeah. looks like a bunch of high school kids uh, pretty high school kids at your local theater doing a, a version of the of the film. It does not look like the harder edge. And I know look. you're going to say that some people are going to push back. Oh, well, the, nobody looks like a badass in the original. Bullshit. Cool is badass. Action is badass. Bernardo is fucking badass. Certainly, uh, the kid who ki- the Latino kid who kills mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tony is badass. You know, but that's the thing there. I didn't like the picture also because like all the light-skinned Latino or they made the, the Latinos look light-skinned who were looking at the camera. The two darker-skinned Latinos are looking down at the ground or away from the camera. That pissed me off. It was a terrible picture to release. I, well, I think just hypothesizing. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Sure, sure. You already had such a visceral reaction to all of it that now you're looking for extra things and like, okay, so the two dark skinned are looking True. down and away. So you're overanalyzing. Certainly possible. Certainly possible. But we all do it. As a Latino, I'm looking at it in a certain way. Of course. Yeah. I, I will throw this out once again. He's also, you know, he said as non-Latino, he's got a t- uh, tall bar. He's also he he's brought us aliens and it's been believable. You know what I mean? He He's managed to connect to things that we have no real connection to. <laughs> no, it's fair. And we buy it. He certainly deserves the benefit of the doubt Spielberg does. He's never he done does. a musical. Exactly. And Robert Altman tried to do a musical, became Popeye, and it's a piece of shit. So it's like this is what concerns me with people who try to do musicals True. later in life as directors. But you could look at a lot of Catch Me If You Can is somewhat of a, a very fast-moving play. Yeah, true. So... That's just one example. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others, but it's just like, well, okay, he can deal with this faster style where you need to kind of segue and whatnot, and it's yeah. you don't want to go full Rocket Man-ish, but at the same time, True. be able to do a little bit of both and pull it off. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's earning the credit. Let me ask you something about this. Does it concern you? Like, we're, we're, uh, we're older men. Does it 
concern you that they do these remakes as a way, like you said, of opening the door to uh, to this project of new generation, like mm-hmm. to appreciate this. But you're also closing the door possibly to the originals. By remaking these films, you're also saying you don't have to go watch these originals. You can watch the remakes and fall in love with it. Still, though, how many people went back and rewatched the original Ocean's Eleven because they were remaking it and that wasn't regarded as a good film? It wasn't regarded as a good It's not a good film. It's boring as hell. So I, I, I yeah. honestly think it gives it life because then when it has others, like, okay, what if someone stumbles upon Alien? Yeah. He's like, were there any other good alien movies? Right. Yeah, actually, there were a few, and there were some that are just utter just dog shit. Yeah. But it keeps that franchise alive, so to speak. This isn't exactly a franchise, but if they like the one, be like, oh, the original's even better. Really? I love everything about this. I can't wait. To- I mean, Hamilton had a huge resurgence. That, that yeah. became cultural phenomenon that hasn't done since, what, the 80s? Yeah. When we hear about, all oh, this new big play. I remember I fucking heard him. You know, Phantom of the Opera right. and Miss Saigon cats. and Cats and Les Miserables. Yeah, Les Miserables. Right. Yeah, I knew as a kid right, like right, right. 10 Broadway plays and I had never seen one. Yeah. <laughs> so now the kids are like Hamilton and they all have the soundtrack saying yeah. maybe it's it's a wellspring. They're like, let's go back and unearth some things and try yeah. and teach them. I hope it does. Look, look I'm not rooting against the movie. I yeah. want it to be good because it's a great story and it's a great musical. But you're asking a lot. 11 Oscars, man. You're going up against 11 Oscar film. That's a tough, tough, tall task. And I haven't been that excited about the casting, but maybe the first trailer will just completely win me over. And you know me. I, I will change my mind. Sure. If it's, if, it's, if it's good. If it's good. If I think it's good. What if those two dark-skinned characters look down and away the whole film? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's giving you a nod to who they are. And by the way, I just want to let you know, anytime, because you were worried about the, the shading being a little lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. this time around, we gentrify a lot of stuff. We really do, man. So, it's frustrating. Yeah. Like, you, know? you know, school days that Spike Lee film is all about the lighter skin black versus the darker skin black. Like, what is that all about, you know, mm-hmm. in the inherent... Uh, classism that exists even within the black community about that, that exists in the Latino community for sure. A lot of people don't think you're actual Latino unless you're darker skinned. And lighter skinned Latinos get upset at darker skinned Latinos for like uh, what they see as judgment or, or uh, sure. inauthenticity or whatever. Sure. So it's it's all there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he does with it and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a nice little segue. I don't know where we got. We got I know, it. yeah. Well, it's the it's a real thing in that I know slurs because mm. I have I've right. had so many friends. Sure, sure, sure. And if we get to know each other long enough, like I got a wide spectrum of races. Yeah, yeah. And we all say the worst things terrible of to course. each other. Yeah, yeah. But it's all kind of individual. It took years to build up right. too. And I've heard things like, oh shit. Really? Okay. Never heard that. Makes sense. Like, I could totally see that because there's yep. a parallel over in this one. And it's just like, all right. And you just kind of learn things about, you know, all the different ways we can hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, if there's anything we do well as human beings. Hating and killing. Yeah, hating and killing. Absolutely. That's what we do. We find new ways to do both all the time. Right? Yep. When one is ruled out, you can't do it this way anymore. Well, I'll, I'll figure out a workaround. I'll find to- another way. Exactly. <laughs> We're not violating conventions, but still getting the same yeah. outcome until they ban that. And they're like, we'll figure out another way to do this. And we will. We're always going to be assholes to each other. We yeah. just are. It's unfortunate. It's I wish sad we could all, ingenuity. It is. I wish we could all live in harmony. Yeah. It'd be great. Of course. Never going to happen. No, no. People, Never. People always have their agendas or their points of view and their feelings about stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So. Very, very true. It is. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> so, we sidetracked off. <laughs> we really did. Uh, this week, we decided to do uh, the top ten films set in Africa. Set yes. in Africa. Set in Africa in honor of the release. Speaking of a remake, of uh, the remake of The Lion King, which is, is a live action version from Disney on the heels of Aladdin. Uh, and a mm-hmm. number of other ones, Jungle Book, uh, Pete's Dragon, Cinderella, ones, Cinderella that they've done uh, uh, recently. And with the Mulan trailer having dropped uh, today as we're recording, mm-hmm. um, there's another one on the way. Yep. So, so the Lion King is... They're going to keep coming. Oh, yeah. For a while. I just want them to start tackling like the smaller ones, like Treasure Planet or Titan AE or... Or maybe better ones. Treasure Planet has a chance. Titan AE is you never so? going to be done. Okay, fine. Treasure Planet. Well, certainly. But Treasure that's Planet. based on a pre-existing. Right. You're right. Good point. Yeah. Instead, instead Treasure of Treasure Island, Island mm. it's Treasure Planet. I thought it was great. So did you? Me, yeah, I loved it. Wish more people had seen it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The visuals are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't seen any of the live actions, mm-hmm. and it's part. I don't think there's ten. Did we flirt with doing a live action? I don't think there's ten live action. I don't think so. Versions yet. There will be in right. short order. Right. Like a year from now, there's a good chance we could probably bang one out. What about Voyage to Atlantis? Did you like that one? It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Totally. Yeah, I don't like, think. Yeah, yeah. Good. I was just gonna say to tackle more of man's mythology like yeah. that. Okay, that's you know yeah. sure. Yeah, I was down with that one. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're not going to stop you, like you said. They're going to keep exploring. Um, and matter, yeah, it's what's next. The Little Mermaid one is the one that the casting news broke out this week with uh, the cast a, a, a yeah. young black actress to play uh, Ariel. So that's going to be interesting how that all plays out. I'm excited for it. You know, good cast so far. And they're talking to Melissa yeah. McCarthy for it's a matter of what's next. They've already done Beauty and the Beast. Yep. So what else are they going to go back for? Cinderella's off. So Snow White. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Bambi. Bambi's possible. Bambi's definitely possible, actually. Well, they're doing Lady and the Tramp for Disney Plus, probably. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That gets relegated to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's one that's going to capture the imagination. Yeah. Very true. They've already done 1,000 or 101, rather, yeah. Dalmatians. 1,001. Is, is Tarzan possible? Is sure. Her- is Hercules possible? Tarzan and Hercules are both possible. I think Tarzan okay. would... <sighs> there have been so many, man, that never do well. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I would rather see Hercules, mm-hmm. personally, but Tarzan yeah. would be unique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In that way. A yeah. live action version of it. I don't know, though. I've, I've never really enjoyed the character Tarzan. Oh, I can't, okay. I can't think of a single one where I'm like, well, yeah, that one was great. They're always yeah. fine at best to me. Okay. I've never really been you know, tuned into that character. All right. Fair enough. You don't feel the same? I love Tarzan. And I love Hercules. I like them both. Those are my two favorite of that time. Although Finding Nemo, I guess, but Pixar, that's Pixar though, so I can't throw that in the mix. Can't, right? Is that Pixar? Finding no, Nemo? that's Disney. Oh, oh Disney? no, I'm sorry. Uh, Hercules or what? No, Finding Nemo. That's Pixar, right? Yeah, that's Pixar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Disney, for me, I don't, I don't put, uh, I don't put Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid above Hercules and Tarzan. It's my personal thing. I love them oh. more. Yeah, I do. Even Lion King, I don't like as much as I like Hercules and Tarzan. Little Mermaid, I went back and watched uh, with my wife three years ago. What okay. do you want to do on your birthday? Lay in bed and watch Little Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's Perfect. what you want to do. It's your birthday. We'll yeah. do whatever you want. And we watched it. We both went, man, that's, you know, there are parts that are still great, but well, it's yeah. not near as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. It was uh, definitely like the first attempt at a renaissance. 
of this kind of uh, animation. They, I mean, they've been in the pocket a little bit mm-hmm. during that stretch. It's also the Beauty and the Beast stretch. And it was right afterwards, right? Yeah. So I think this was like them working so, the yeah. kinks out, and then Beauty and the Beast comes, and then Lion King after that. So, yeah, good right. for Disney. Yeah. They make good at what money. they do. <laughs> so we're doing, you know, set in Africa because we've done a bunch of Disney. Yep. And the, the live action just weren't enough, I guess. Um, so we chose to do this. Tons of movies. <laughs> I mean. Tons of I was, movies. I was worried when we came up with the topic. Yeah. And then as I did the research, I'm like, holy shit. No, I've got a lot to choose from here. And then it becomes about cutting. I have a list of 13. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like these all one my most glaring omission we've talked about it a couple other times I hope you have it on your list that was my hope of let's try and talk about maybe a couple movies okay. get some more out there that we haven't had the discussion about yeah assuming there was a good chance that you might have this one I all don't right. think it'll be if you have it yeah. somewhere between five and seven is my guess okay that's my guess <laughs> I like that I like that <laughs> I, I can understand if it goes higher yeah 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 I was surprised that some of them and where they landed. Um, but I also watched a couple in preparation, which I hadn't seen before. Okay. So uh, I'm excited to talk about them when we get to the their part on my list or your list. So, um, All right. Yeah, we, I only uh, got to see one for this one. Okay. Are so, we ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. So once Tell we me. set a topic, uh, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. All ten, right. Ten for me. Yeah. Was uh, the last King of Scotland. Uh. Okay. That's a massive punt. Massive. Massive. All right. I haven't seen it since it came out. Okay. Fair enough. Massive. Yeah. Interesting. What's your name? Okay, I need to see that again then. <laughs> uh, one I don't think you'll have. Okay. Prince of Egypt. Uh, oh, shit. That counts, doesn't it? Yeah. It's set in Egypt. Fuck it. That's my number 10. Fuck it. I love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. I, I don't mind kicking my 10 off to put Prince of Egypt on there. Go ahead. Yes. When when they announced that, I remember when it was coming out, I was like, I don't. can you do this? Yeah. Right. Good question. Can you do this and yeah. make it palatable for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, I mean, when you see him part the Red Sea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. And you see a whale. And you're like, there are whales in the Red Sea? Yeah. Are there whales? I'm just about, are there lightning bolts in the, in the sea? <laughs> like, could you consider That was more believable to me. <laughs> He's parting a massive body of water. That's fair. That's if fair. it took, you know, basically getting some lightning going for electrostatic charge or something to help hold back the water. I don't know. I don't know. But the whales, anyway. Yeah. Um, it was utterly fascinating. You understand the dynamic between the two of them and yeah. why each has to make the choice they have to make and still trying to find commonality between the two, mm-hmm. especially from Ramesses. Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. This, his, you know, feeling of loss because he just under- doesn't understand the fact that Moses pivoted 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the dynamic between the two and then to see... The waves of locusts and the, you know, all these different things come to life. The burning bush. Right. It's surprisingly really good. I would argue that it is the best version of the Moses story told on screen. Um, Because Ten Commandments, to me, at times veers into cheesiness. 
with Yul Brenner as Ramses, you know. Yeah. Get the Moses heat. It just gets a little strange in Charlton Heston. My God, a Moses. You know, all that stuff gets a little straining. Mm-hmm. But it's not an unenjoyable film. I enjoy it for what it is, right? Yeah. But for me, this one carries emotional weight so powerfully. When they separate and you see Ramses going, just yelling in the distance, Moses, for his brother. Yeah. It breaks me Every time, because it's so real, you know, and you sense their camaraderie, you sense their friendship, and mm-hmm. you sense the tragedy of the separation of them as brothers and friends, yeah. right? And the fact that it affects, uh, you know, you can hear it in the voice acting with yeah. like Val Kilmer, yeah. which I didn't, I've always liked Val Kilmer, but it's just like, when they announced him for the voice, really, does he have... A distinctive enough, yeah, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Because it's part of his visage helps sell yeah. to me. And then hearing his voice, this just calm confidence, having to make the choice. Yeah. And then it's Ray Fiennes, yeah, Ray Ramses, Fiennes. right? Yeah. Uh, and Steve Martin and Martin Short are the two priests. Yeah, the two priests. Uh, which point. is great when they they're trying to do parlor <laughs> tricks. Oh, we can do things like this as well. You You're know, playing with Farrell. the big boys now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great songs. Yeah, great songs on this thing. Oh, uh, yeah. So Michelle Pfeiffer plays Zipporah, which is his wife. That's right. Becoming his wife. And then Jeff Sandra, Goldblum. Sandra, uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum's Aaron. And, uh, yeah. and uh, Sandra Bullock is his sister uh, in the film as well. She voices the sister. Really good. It really is, man. And like you said, like you said the songs are great. And when the end comes... It is like with that scene. Anim- this is animation, by the way. But that scene with him and his dead son. Yeah. Wow. And Moses is there, and he's like, "I'm sorry, but this had to be done." And blah blah blah. And he's like, "No." And then everything that happens after. And oh, dude, just such a good movie, man. Great choice, man. I'm, I'm glad you put it on your list, dude. I'm, There's just, a lot to choose from. Yeah, man. I kick my ass for not having that one. Thir- I mean, thirteen. I'm legit thirteen. I was like. Really, I'm going to keep this one off. Yeah, it's tough. My next one is just for pure rewatchability. Okay, uh, the Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, okay. I've never seen that, so take it away, man. It's based on a true story. Right. Kilmer again. Kilmer again. Yeah. With Michael Douglas, uh, Kilmer's an engineer that's trying to build a bridge in Africa. Okay. And there are a pair of killer lions, um, basically just picking off wow. people, and it's they have tons of individuals. You know, right. they have. To, they have Guys working uh, to take all the rubble and stone out. You have people making the wood to turn to the bridge. You have iron workers. Like, it's a camp. Yeah. And this is a true story. They they ended up killing the lions and taking them to the Chicago uh, Museum of Natural History or something like that. Wow. But they were on display there. When they found their den, there were just so many skeletons. Wow. And there was, this is apparently aberrant behavior for a lion. It can happen, I mm-hmm. guess, because mm-hmm. here's living proof of it. Right. But it doesn't happen all that often. They were man killers. Just like, fuck, man. I think it's more so they just found an easy prey source. Yeah. It's just right there. I don't have to go, you guys just keep staying in the same area. (laughs) You just build a fence around yourself, so I know you're in there, so all I got to do is get in, I can eat, get right the hell out. Yeah. I got got menu options for days. (laughs) Um, So then Michael Douglas comes in as a tracker Mm -hmm. slash kind of big game hunter, but it's not like the swaggering. He's one that... There's a, a tribe that travels with him, and he's kind of part of it. Yeah. Still in his Western, like, frontiersman kind of garb-ish for yeah. Africa. But is a man of basically, apparently, his natural home is Africa mm. kind of thing. Okay. He, when everybody leaves, he will stay. He right. He will die in Africa. 
uh, it's part of the land. Yeah, he's just become, this is who he was. He never knew it until he came here, and right. this is kind of, you can just tell. And how they, it's it's a simple bread and butter story. You know exactly where it's going, and yet it's got great tension and wow. drama. The characters are fully formed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Watch him. Okay. I've always resisted it because it didn't get the greatest reviews, but then it's Douglas and Kilmer, right? Uh, are the lion attack scenes scary as fuck? Um... Or are they just quick and then it's over? No, it varies. Okay. And, I mean, they amp it up for the movie, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Because the lions at certain times are toying with them a little bit. <laughs> and I'm sure that does happen. But it's also like, this is a fairly yeah well choreographed. It's not implausible. It's right. like, oh, okay. You know, these things could happen, I guess, hypothetically. Right, but right. it's like, you're amping this up. It <laughs> tells a much better story. Um, but That's the terror nice. of it, it's certain times when you see guys get picked off and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, all right. I don't want to even describe it. And there's like two or three that stand out and be like, oh, that's brutal because you don't see all that much. Oh, okay. Just the terror of not knowing. Yeah. That's just as bad as seeing it come at you. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's out there. There's two of them, huh? Oh, shit. Yeah. They think it's only one. Oh, and then they find out it's two. It ends up oh, being two. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fine. Yeah, it's good. So what you got? Oh, so 10, as we said, it was adjusted Prince of Egypt. Uh, my number nine is Invictus. Yeah, didn't make my list. Okay, all right. No, it's not one of yours. That you, that you it's not put. one of my thirteen. It's good. Okay. I liked it. But. Okay, I like it. It's one I go back to all day. It's got that sports movie aspect to it all. Sure. But also, I it's really enjoy. Rugby. Yeah, rugby. Yeah, I really enjoy Matt Damon's and Morgan Freeman's mm-hmm. uh, acting in this movie and portrayal of their characters in this movie. And and you know, this could have veered into as I just said, cheesiness or a little too much. But I actually find that they both walk the line of their characters really, really well. And when they have the moment of connection. Uh, and as it carries through the film and builds, you find yourself um, really enjoying it rather than being like, oh, this is – they're manipulating my feelings. Yeah. You're actually enjoying uh, the changing and the interaction. And I love the moments of reality that Mandela has mm-hmm. with members of his own like crew. Like they're wanted, they want to do this or that. And he's like, no, this is what it could lead to. The young – the, especially the young man that he was – his bodyguard or whatever, his assistant. And he's like schooling him on how to proceed in the world. Yeah, based on what he's experienced, right? You, you forget sometimes that twenty-year-olds like just kind of you know they think they know everything and how the world should totally For work, sure. and you forget what it's like, and you want to like criticize them, but you forget what it's like when you were twenty and you felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And so, like when you, so it's good to remember like that the schooling of stuff is really important. As a, we're not like it's not tribal in that way uh, that it's overt. It's more tribal in the way that it's. Uh, instinctual like you want to do that and i love that seeing it in the movie and then the the rugby scenes are great but his journey too and the racism and from other players and then from people in his own family and how he negotiates that as he bridges this piece so it's just a really good film that i enjoy it has a slightly epic feel to it that isn't quite leaned into uh hard enough to become an epic but it's got a feel to it that i really appreciate so that's why it's on my list Um, i I didn't think the emotional payoff at the end was mm. strong enough. Okay. So that's why I was – it's like it was good. I was expecting it to hit much harder, which you're talking about mm-hmm. going epic. I didn't think it go epic, but I thought it could transcend just being a – it's not a sports movie. Per se. Right. Yeah. Transcend all labels of that. And like, mm-hmm. no, this is just a story about – which ultimately it is. Yeah. But that crescendo just wasn't what I, I guess was anticipating. Okay. Fair enough. But I thought it was good. Yeah. It's really good acting. Yeah, it really for the two is. of them, especially with Damon with his in that, accent. In that nose, that yeah. nose. <laughs> it's really well done. 
because the guy was massive oh, in I'm real sure. life. And Damon is like 5'9 or 5'10, something like that. Uh, there's a picture. So someone on my Twitter timeline follows mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and either liked or retweeted a tweet of his. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it was me taking a picture with some young kid. And it ended up being a... I was a European, but it was like a German or a Russian uh, water polo player, this older man, oh, yeah. this little kid. And this dude is just a hulking mass of an individual with so much hair, but it's all older, gray, yeah. and white. And just like, oh, man, that's, <laughs> that is a weird physique. Yeah. I can try and find that picture. It's trained in a certain way. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're trapezoidal, but <laughs> like as a shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a perfect trapezoid. Like it needs to be more of a three-dimensional object, but that's the overall outline. And then, yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't have a lot of straight lines. It has a lot of bumps. <laughs> I can find that again, though. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about him? No, no, no. Uh, so then my number eight is what we touched on near the beginning of this uh, podcast. Uh, Tarzan. The animated oh, version. Okay. Yeah. I thoroughly, thoroughly love this movie, man. I think it came at a time in my life when I was negotiating stuff with my dad as I was transitioning into becoming an actor and going back to school and all the Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. That exactly. Insane. It's insane. What? Is that a real picture? The Hulk? Who's, it, I, I want to know if it's doctor or not because that dude's <laughs> torso. It looks like the Hulk. Is the size of an elephant. <laughs> I mean, he does look like the Hulk. He looks like old man with white old chest Hulk. hair Hulk. Yeah, old man Hulk. <laughs> I mean, how is that dude buoyant? No, there's nothing buoyant about that guy. No, he's just too dense. I think he played goalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, he was the fucking brick wall that nobody could get anything past. Like dude, they, this isn't fair. <laughs> it's like that Geico commercial. He's a yeah. walrus. <laughs> I saw that. I've only seen that commercial once. It was on mute, and I oh, loved it. Uh, yeah. I loved it. You can see people chanting the walrus thing at him. It's like, I know exactly what's going on. This is brilliant. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I really love the movie, and uh, um, uh, Tarzan... Uh, in anyway, like I said, it was at the time, and, and so it's just that, that relationship he has with Lance Hendrickson's character uh, really related to what I had a kind of with my dad a little bit. And then you get, you throw in many drivers doing fantastic voiceover work. Brian blessed as the villain is great. Um, the music from Phil Collins is fantastic. The visuals for both of the songs, son of man and, uh, uh, strangers like me, all of it are just really great. I come back to them all the time okay. and I enjoy their relationship. Tony Goldwyn does such a great job voicing over voicing Tarzan, which he rarely gets like he rarely, like he's the president in scandal. That's him yeah. and the bad guy in Ghost. It's hard. You're like, oh, this is the guy, and it, you know. So all of it just really works for me. And of course, Rosie O'Donnell plays the, and Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight plays the elephant character. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell plays the other uh, mini gorilla there. And everything that happens around uh, the movie, I just enjoy very much. It's like you said, rewatchability. You got Ghost in Darkness. For me, it's Tarzan. I go back to it all the time. Okay, I love it so much. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Um... I mean, I've seen it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You I've feel, just you never. It's one of the few Disney's who are just like, yeah, I don't get this one. Yeah, yeah. in that it, it doesn't impact me. The songs I thought were okay. Wow. The action was okay. Yeah, it's all across the board for me. <laughs> just okay. Just okay. <laughs> okay. It was after the, you know, you're going up, 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 up with Beauty and the Beast and whatnot, right? Right. And then right. it kind of lulled in the mid to late '90s okay. for me on some level. Okay. Although I missed Hercules because of that, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it is great. Um, so. I was the poorer for it. 
And I have since rectified. Hey, you have. I mean, Tarzan is just not one for me, unfortunately. Fair enough. What's your number seven? Seven might be a punt. Okay. Uh, Black Panther. Yes, a punt. Although it was almost not on my list because it's not actually Africa, but I, I feel like it has to count. I flirted with it back and forth, and I was like, yeah, but yeah. if Oakland is a real place, right. then Wakanda is. Yeah. And if I'm willing to accept one, I accept the other. Exactly. All right, which number six? Uh, six is the African Queen. Oh, nice choice, man. That was the 10 that I kicked off to put on Prince of Egypt. Okay. So, you know, it still was was initially on my list. But yeah, it's a good movie. It is. It, and it holds up well for a movie from the 60s set in World War One. Right. Two. What? Is it no, one? No, it's one. Right. You're right. One. I'm sorry. You're right. One. Because they're there for the Kaiser. Yep. You're right. Uh, not for Hitler. My bad. Um, and the, the stall at the end to get married... And it all kind of comes to fruition for him. Didn't know that was going to happen. You know what? That's a nice payoff. It was. It's a nice payoff. And the boat just happens to flip over. And is it? But at the same time, they said, oh, look at that. The Germans are always on a schedule. Mm-hmm. So if they manage to land in one of their shipping lanes, so to speak, their natural crossings back and forth and back and forth, yeah. well, good for you. Well, it does a great job of building the tension um, uh, as they build the relationship. Yeah. Right? Because it's such a harebrained scheme to build torpedoes into a boat. That isn't built to do torpedoes. And these two are going to come up with these two older people are going to come up with this idea. Well, it's crazy. But the, the nice thing is the driving force of this is her and yeah. all, her motivation makes all the sense in the world. Oh, sure. The Germans came in and rounded up all the, the people that lived in the village with yeah. them. And brother got socked in the mouth, but ended up dying because of the injuries. Right. So she's motivated to be like, I am. These, these people are terrible. Right. They're awful. We right. need to do something about it. And he slowly kind of goes, I just love his first one when he's like throwing wood into the the, oh, yeah. the boiler to crank it up. And he's mocking the tone of what she just said. Yeah. But he's going along with it. <laughs> he's already on board because uh, he has nothing else to do. He can't go anywhere else. It's very, it's very similar to Casablanca in that way. Like both times, Bogart's characters are sucked into this war, yeah. even though it doesn't want to be sucked into the war. Right? He's happily... Uh, carrying supplies or doing whatever for people along that river. It's not his... He doesn't want to get involved in the situation. True. But because of his relationship with her, which blossoms, obviously, as they spend more time together, mm-hmm. he's even more invested in the, to where he's sacrificing himself when he initially thinks at the end that she's drowned. He's like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, I did all this shit. Kill me. Fuck it. Um, and he wouldn't have normally not done that, Right. Well, he says at first he's fishing and he was doing it alone. Right. And right. then she shows up and they have to change their tune. Once she's like, no, we're going to die anyway. Yeah. Screw it. Fuck it. Yeah. We right. tried to blow you up. Just know that people are coming for you. You think you're all high and mighty. We almost got you. Yeah. We almost got you. <laughs> That's fine. You're to kill me. Although the captain relenting on the last wish. Yeah. Maybe well, at World War One that happens. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Because they're so far removed from the action. It's yeah, not yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, the front lines of any specific, you know, right. battlefront. But the, but I think the movie earns that moment by building to that moment. Yeah. With it's some, for the characters. Right. Exactly. With some harder edge, more like the leeches stuff, all of that is, and her bro- losing her brother, like mm-hmm. all that builds into it. Uh, absolutely. And I really enjoy the performances of both of them. They're fantastic mm-hmm. in this movie. Really and, good. You know. For the longest time, the only thing I knew about it was that Houston and Bogart were just shit canned the entire yeah. filming, and it drove Hepburn up the wall. I'm sure, I'm sure they're just they're staying up till all hours drinking 
yeah. uh, whiskey and scotch <laughs> than getting up to shoot. Maybe that's why the bags under Bogart's eyes are pretty deep in that movie. I think this is near the end, too, for him. I think he only did a couple more movies, I think, before uh, after this movie, before he passed away, okay. I think. Um, all right. Uh, okay, so then my number seven is The Constant Gardener. That was one of the 13. Really? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't grab you, huh? It does, okay. but it's just like, I know I'll watch these others, or they were more impactful because of Understood. certain aspects. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think for me, it's I really enjoy the relationship to... the. I'm sorry, let me say this correctly. I really enjoy Ray Fiennes, and I really enjoy Rachel Weisz as actors. Yeah, you and don't really so, see... Right, so you see... It's such an unusual film with how it handles flashbacks and present day. It is. And all of that. And they're not necessarily a great couple. So you don't feel the weight of her loss on him until the progression of the movie establishes his own realization of how much of an absent husband True. he was to he her. He has ownership of this as well. Exactly. Because it could easily turn another way. Well, did she marry him to get closer to the story, to expose? Like, there's all of this tied into it. But it gets kind of pushed away because there's a bigger story here about a corrupt pharmaceutical company that just cares about money yeah. at the cost of these Afri- these poor African people. Um, and that's what really needs to be exposed. And then it goes higher up the chain and all of that that happens. I just in, it, it's a it's a movie that challenged me to go along with it, and I appreciated that. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've seen it a number of times. I'm I'm with you, mm-hmm. and the disjointed. It takes a little while to get used to. It does. It really does because it's it makes it tough to not follow along, but just like you're you're dealing with a lot of complex stuff, mm-hmm. and boom, 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 hitting you as you're trying to fill in. Well, who was this? What right. was she doing? What was going on as he's trying to hunt down? So are we, right? But they had to fill in who she was. Yeah, was she having? Was she having the affair? Was she yeah. not having the affair? Oh, the guy's gay. Oh, what's what's this all about? And then the brutal way with which she's killed. And then it's not a happy ending. It is, but it isn't. And you're like, wow, wow. He ends up atoning for the sins of being an, a terrible husband. With his own sacrifice, you're just like, oh man, this is actually because I remember Matt. It took me three days to watch it the first time because I was just really like, this is a lot. No, it is. In. It is. It's complex. Yeah, yeah. Because you have numerous layers as someone's life is being destroyed. Yeah, and then realizing realizing there's also bigger problems. Right, right. Than right, just right. your own, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's good, man. It was a tough. It was a tough omission. I respect that. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. But at the same time. Uh, you could see this tale of ex- exploitation for me mm-hmm. in numerous countries. Mm-hmm. So I was like, set in Africa, I want it to be kind of like the Ghost in the Darkness at times, where it's something that only happened there. And oh. other things I so directly associate with Africa. That's fair. Uh, like Last King of Scotland, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. At some point. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> Massive punt. <laughs> uh, all right. So then my number six. And this really surprised me because this is one of those ones that I watched for the, for the, for the first time for the show uh, was Hotel is Hotel Rwanda. Is that a punt? Uh, or a slight punt? What number is that? Six. Okay. It's my five. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to – I thought I was going to be affected by this more. Okay. But I think seeing it 20 years later or however long it's been since it's been out – I kind of lost the immediacy of the story, mm-hmm. right? Because the Rwanda stuff was is madness. And anyone who's not seen a documentary or read anything about it, 
Um, if you have the stomach to read about the horrible things that happened in Rwanda, feel free. And this movie captures it really well. And it's on a knife's edge the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's weird to see Nick Nolte as a UN peacekeeping guy. It's weird to see Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. Um, the the uh, the uh, Scottish guy who plays David, who is like you know the, the Irish dude, or yeah, sorry, yeah. the Irish guy yeah, who plays David, who's the Irish guy in uh, Braveheart and in Departed. Like it's weird to see him in this movie in this character, but the acting between Cheadle and Sofia Okonedo is incredible, man. The score to me gets a bit much at certain moments where it's like, we're going to make you feel this. And mm, that okay. takes away the uh, overall effect of the movie for me. I wanted it to be, or I wanted it to feel a little more of a harsher edge to it. But that being said, it's an incredible film. It's just, it's just not, uh, it just, the, the, it falls short in a couple of ways that for me, I think would have affected me more and made it move higher up the list for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's five because. It's an excellent movie, but it's also uh, a depiction of relatively modern day. Yeah, yeah. These types of things still happen, will continue to happen. I mean... Sadly so. Sadly, but at the same time, it's just like, um, how do you decide who is right in the argument mm-hmm. when you haven't been there in the midst of this discussion right. for centuries? Right, 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 so right. So it's hard to come in and be like, nope, it's clear black and white. No <laughs> issue ever is. So it's just like, uh, I, you know, you don't want to see it happen, but at the same time, how do you intervene? Yeah, yeah. Just tell them, you push them at arm's length on both sides. Hey, bep, 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 bep. guys, fellas, fellas, <laughs> fellas, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So the fact that within our lifetime, this happened, mm-hmm. and all these people, I mean, the Hutus versus the Tutsis, yeah. and just killing each other on levels and, you know, getting kids and turning them into... These groups of wandering killers, mm-hmm. and they're out chopping people up with machetes and shit, and have to live through that. You, you know, because he and sh- the the two of them, Cheadle and his wife, yeah, uh, her name was Sophia. What? Sophia Okonedo. Okonedo. Yeah, I just remember from Ace Ventura too. Y- yep, <laughs> of course you do. Uh, that's the first time I. That's the first time I ever saw her. So every time I see her after that, I'd be like, "Hey, Ace Ventura too." Not even kidding. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is that on your list? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no. No, it's not on my list. <laughs> there was a slight fear I had when we put those list together. You were going to throw that on there. No, no, no. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> that right. does not count in the con- in context of this list. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. <laughs> Best loved, scene. Uh, I loved that movie so much. <laughs> totally. There's there's a time and place. Oh, fair. fair. For all things. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. The wife. Yeah, the... the um, so one was Hutu and one was Tutsi. Yeah, right. This is a real story. And yeah. then they lived in a world up until that moment of like, we can figure this out. We can figure this out until the dam breaks. Yeah. And just suddenly we're taking in refugees because there's no more room at the official, you know, few places around. Yeah. And because there's a real life story of someone who's just trying to help in the middle of cataclysm. There's, you know, those stories in World War II. Mm-hmm. With Certainly Schindler's List yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. But there have been, you know, over the years, more and more of those stories that come out. Yeah. And I'm sure that's happened throughout the past. Shit. Steve Kerr's family, uh, his parents, mm-hmm. um, they were peacekeepers in Armenia. And during okay. the Turkish genocide, they took in Armenians into yeah. like their compound and they could be killed for it and whatnot. So yeah. now there's a whole group. And those stories, that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And so to see a movie like that come to life where hopefully we learn 
we educate yeah. and we kind of lift ourselves up. Well, it's scary too when you think about and – and once again, Matt, you know, this is not the place to get political. But you, I was listening to a report over the weekend where now apparently ICE or the government uh, under Trump, they're apparently trying to push regulations where if you harbor an illegal immigrant, you can go to jail. You can get fined. Ah, they can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. They I can't do it. I don't know. But like that's something. And you're just like, wow, there's shades of this. There's, yes, it's not machete killing 500,000 people, but there's shades of like, oh, you're harboring an illegal immigrant. Like, totally. what is that? You know, so I'm, I'm, I worry that we'll slide into that. And I don't want us to, man. It's yeah. N- no. Yeah. Look, you'd have to take away sanctuary cities first. And right. They, the federal government hasn't done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're telling me they're just going to zoom right past that? That's not going to get held up in courts for years as people debate the constitutionality of a law that supersedes the locality when the locality has the jurisdiction in this matter. Yeah, good point. Yeah, just like, okay, we're going to be in courts for years. <laughs> yeah. And then new people will get elected and political you know, opinions will change and yeah. that shit is not happening. It's just crazy that the, the, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what country you're in. This idea of yeah. going after people for this kind of stuff is like, you know, it's, it's weird. But the film itself, man, I was – it does uh, – Affect you, man. It's it's moving. Yeah, it's very moving and scary. And it is. It's you don't want to see that side of humanity, but at the same time, it's you have to see that side yeah. of humanity you to know what that it's possible. Yeah, I remember I learned that uh, lesson when I was a kid. Uh, someone asked me like uh, it was in a civics class or something mm. in third or fourth grade, and he's like, "Okay, so if we have a candidate running for office, do you think they should be allowed to use uh, racist speech?" Mm. Because David Duke. Uh, at the time, yeah, right. but he wasn't saying anything racist. But no, his, no. his past, right, right. was all that. And of my entire class, I remember, we're all in use me like, no, that's bad because right. you're in third or fourth grade. And they're like, think of it from this perspective of if you see them do that, now you have a better understanding of who they are, and that's what freedom of speech is. Oh, good point. So now you know the essence of that individual. Oh, yeah. So I will f- champion your free speech because that tells me who you are exactly, and how we can figure out how this problem is going to be solved. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Yeah, let him be racist. Then I know he's a racist. Right, right. Much better that way. <laughs> as opposed to the closeted shit. People saddle up to you. Hey, man, I don't mean to be this guy. <laughs> You're being that guy. Yeah. You're being that guy. No and, offense, but. <laughs> yeah. And I only do that with my friends when it's all an understanding of exactly. what I'm about to say. You can tell by the look on my face. Yeah. I'm very happy with the racist thing I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. And I say it and I will get a laugh. <laughs> and I'll tell you one off air that oh, I dropped on a It just happened right in the moment. I said it and. He about died. And yeah. I was just like, I can never say that <laughs> Unless... in any public capacity whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. You, you build that uh, relationship with your friends. So it's you trust. joke like that. It is. Exactly, exactly. They, yeah, they know that, or I know that they love me and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever you're going to say, I know you don't mean. Right. So whatever you can think of. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Lay it on me. I've heard some good ones, man. And you're like, dude, you crafted that. That's like, you remember two or three parts of my genealogy and came up with some of the most stereotypical worst attributes (laughs) and strung together. It's like dead Woodian. Good for you. We've known each other so long. I got one buddy in particular, just like he's, he, he can sling an insult. Wow. Yeah. It's just like, that was good. Damn. It was good. Yeah. He's, his genealogy is, uh, shit. It's Scottish and, Norwegian? Oh, wow. Something like that. That's an interesting but basically, combo. his ancestors raped his other ancestors. <laughs> and so basically, he's an inbred of Vikings <laughs> raping Scots and whatnot. Yikes. He's like, dude, 
there's so much wealth to make fun of you within this. It's fantastic. Once I figured that out, I'm like, this is great. Uh, Having a good time here. Yeah, yeah, why not? But it's only between the two of us. Of I course. never say any of this stuff anywhere else. Right, right. Um, <laughs> all right, so what's your five? Uh, so then my five is, uh, well, um, yeah, my five is uh, Black Hawk Down. Ah, that's my four. Okay, cool. Uh, we're lining up nicely. What a good movie, man. Still, still it is. fucking good. Yeah, how you juggle all those different storylines in the context of, of something that happened. Most people don't have the slightest clue that we had that much of a, a military presence Yeah, guarding against Somali pirates and yeah. trying to tamp down this, this, you know, warlord. Yeah. I had a buddy that was stationed in Djibouti, uh, wow. after this, but, to, we're here to basically stop Somali pirates. Yeah. And he's in the Marines. So he's just like, just got to be out there, and whatever you run into, you're literally hunting pirates. Yeah, this is the world we live in. So Black Hawk Down has always had more of a resonance of, oh yeah, he two years before he would have been in this situation, right, 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 just in a different, you know, same theater, different campaign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate the reality of the movie too, as a because yeah. that came out like right as I was beginning my or a year or two into my or a few years into my military stuff. So okay, to see the way they. Um, captured the frustration of the situation. There is no cavalry coming down the street. There is no, no. none of that bullshit. There's no movie happening here. Yeah. There's, this is the reality of it. People are going to die right in front of your face. There's nothing you can do about it. They're going to parade around a dead body of your friend or your fellow serviceman, and you're going to have to deal with that. And then you're hamstrung by what you're allowed to do. Yeah, not your rules to. of engagement. Exactly, because you're an observer, not a participant. What are you allowed to do? Well, if fired upon, you can do this, yeah. but only to this extent. And then uh, you cannot initiate it if something is happening. And you're just like, oh, my God, the frustration of the red tape. But you understand why there has to be the red tape because we have the firepower. We could level the entire oh, city. Sure, twenty times over just from the the missile barrage yeah. sitting right off your coast. Yep. So we have the power. We have more powers. It's just like I, I get it because yeah. I haven't I haven't been in that situation. And every time I watch it, where guys are stranded behind enemy lines, in essence, it's like, dude, come get me. Yeah, I would come get you. <laughs> Right. Believe, believe me. <laughs> Please believe I would come. But at the same time, there's that genuine bond. You see it from afar. It's I'm envious of it whenever you see two guys mm. that have actually done a tour or something together. Oh, yeah. They relate on a way that I will never relate to a human being. Yeah. Just like I've never had that shared experience, nor more than likely will I ever. Right. So that's interesting to me. I don't want it, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I don't want to say envious. But I'm curious for sure. Well, you respect it if nothing else. That's yeah, without sure. a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because the sacrifice and commitment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like to believe in a World War II situation, sure, no problem. But, you know, because there's such a polarity between right yeah. and wrong. It's yeah. the others where it's the shit. I don't know where I land in this. Right, right. And now you're asking me to, I have to be on the side. I have to pick a side. Right. And the side is picked for me. Yeah. That's difficult. I don't like people telling me what I can and can't do. <laughs> It's unfortunate, but I just don't. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> You're the same way. I am. You got out a for a thousand percent. Yes. Just like I don't. Yeah. I I will acquiesce on the vast majority, but occasionally it's just like, no, I do not want to do that. Yep. I'm sorry. 
that's what my dad was always worried about when I when I told him I was joining. He's like, "You can't even take my orders from your father. How are you going to take orders from strangers in the military? You you not." And it was the reason I joined is I needed to get some discipline. So yeah. I was willing to subject myself to it. But I mean, yeah, you bristle at it though. You do. Oh, of course you do. Oof. There are times you're just like, "Yeah, I got to do this because it's my turn to do this." Right. Uh, and everybody has their job to do. And you're just kind of like, I'm committed to do this because I'm going to be here for a while. Right. Type of thing. The worst is when you know better than your person, your uh, senior in command. That's the worst. Oh, it's, that's, that's a song as old as time yeah. as far as militaries are concerned. Yeah. It's frustrating as hell because you, you can push back, but eventually you will lose rank or you'll get into trouble or whatever. So that's the frustrating part of it all. It's a frustrating part of it all is when you're like, oh, wait, this makes no fucking sense. This makes absolutely no fucking sense. But then you realize the people above know that it makes no fucking sense. They just want you to do this well, to pass the time or to fill the time or do whatever. And you're just like, this is stupid. Oh, you're talking about no real war aspect, just general preparedness yes, stuff? Yes, general preparedness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they have to keep you doing that shit so you're... yeah. On a state of alert at all times because un- you have signed up for that. Right. And I would imagine you don't think of it like that going into it. No, no. And even some exercises when you're out there doing the fake exercises, you, you watch your commanders uh, say you got to do this or you got to do that. And you're just like, wait, that makes no sense because it puts us in the line of fire or puts us in a position where we can – and you have to go along with it because they're the person in charge. And if you say anything against them, you can get in trouble. It's frustrating. It was frustrating as hell to be part of it, to be honest with you. It's a band of brothers when David Trooper is oh. going to lead him into battle and yeah. keeps screwing up over and over and over again. And oh. they all, because he was, he was an asshole. Yeah. He was a good drill sergeant. Certainly was. He was. I mean, he wasn't a sergeant. He but, was a captain yeah. or something like that. But he was, you need a unifying dick. Yeah. And they talk about it later on. Oh, yeah, that guy like that. Like, he's great for... And they saw from that perspective mm-hmm. of he did motivate. We came together. We are a group. We all can agree on we hate you. Yeah. And that's it's pretty good. Yeah. Even if it was unintended consequence, it got the right motivation. That's for sure. That's what the drill sergeant is supposed to do. Yeah. It's supposed to get you to hate I don't them. even know how you do that anymore now with all the sensitivity stuff because they've had to dial it down. They have. They have. But it's also um, – but also the scary part of the military now is that they're so more lenient on letting people in. Like if you have criminal pasts, they, they used to stop you. Now it doesn't. And so it's a real issue, the military. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but like you, there, are, there have been gangs formed in the military. There have been like – I'm um, sure. Yeah, real like cartels formed in the military who are transporting – or giving yeah. them training. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Unfortunate byproduct. Some people are going to take advantage of that training for yeah. nefarious – or training rather for nefarious reasons. And they'll pay up up the chain to allow certain things to happen so oh yeah that, that's that the ugly truth corruption scandal in uh, southeast asia oh yeah with the admiral yep and all that that was fascinating and they took him on these dinners and et cetera et cetera et cetera you're like whoa dude yeah. do you really think you were gonna get away with all this good you know the chutzpah you i guess if you're an admiral yeah you swagger until they catch you yeah you swagger I, until they catch you, you bullshitted your way this far yeah exactly until you catch me you know and so it's it's a it's unfortunate truth man but like you know People don't want to have their institutions or their um, organizations that are supposed to provide safety questioned or investigated because it makes them feel less secure, which is yeah. why a lot of that stuff doesn't come out as as uh, much as it should. I read uh, an account. Um, it was on Reddit mm-hmm. and talking about uh, what's the the smartest lazy thing you've ever 
you know, it was an yeah, ass yeah. Reddit, like ever seen or done or whatnot. And somebody chimed in. So they were an officer on a boat and the captain got up in the morning. He was having his coffee and the wind was piercing through the shades yeah. and hitting him in such a way that you couldn't move the shades and it just continue to hit him. So he just grabbed the phone next to him and said, hey, change degree to bum, 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 and just hands <laughs> up. And then the, the boat slowly shifted and the sun went out of his eyes. Oh, and goes up to the side because they're out in the middle of the ocean. So right. as long as they get there, he just has to re-tack in, in you know, 20 minutes when he's done with his coffee. Yeah. But just the, hey, Jay, I love that story. It's like, there you go. That's working smarter, not harder. <laughs> it makes no difference in this instance of true. time Fair if you're point. going this direction or that because <laughs> you're just out in the middle of the fucking ocean for a month at a time. That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so you can spare 20 minutes of just get the sun on my fucking eyes. <laughs> I worked hard for this. I got to sleep on a bunk. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your uh, number four, man? That was my four. So oh, what's yours? Uh, so my number four is uh, District 9. That's a punt. Oh, all right. I had to make sure it wasn't like I had to make sure it was Africa, like because I'd forgotten where it was set. It's South Africa, so South Africa, right? Yeah, I had to make sure. All right, so that's a punt. So then, then three, three is Blood Diamond. Oh yeah, it's not on my list. Really? Yeah, it's not one of those ones I like, man. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I I, I wanted to like it, but DiCaprio's accent bothers me. I think it's height. It's the height of DiCaprio being like everything's really fucking important all the time, man. And uh, I think Conley's good. I like John and Hansu, but I don't. I don't know if I buy their relationship that much. So, okay, just had some issues with the film. Isn't this uh, Fuqua as well? I can't remember who directed. Okay. I just remember, you know, it's a story about blood diamonds yeah, from yeah. Sierra Leone, and it's so a is real it to, thing. It is. Yeah, it's still going on. Yep, and it fueled a civil war. The profits from those and oh, Zwick could do this one. Okay, uh, Edward you know, Zwick basically forcing people into mining operations and whatnot. Yeah. And there's so much death surrounding these damn things that eventually regulations came up. Now, I don't know if specifically now they are internationally outlawed, mm. but they're still getting mined. Yeah. They're still getting sold. Yeah. Uh, diamonds are a commodity, unfortunately. They yeah. try to set up a, a pact afterwards that you go through certification process and make sure that it came from a conflict-free zone. Right. But I remember reading stories later on that conflict, you know, conflict diamonds still made it into the mix. Oh, Okay. Not wow. as often, but it, they still did get caught every once again because whoever is regulating this, yeah. how many can they actually test? Right. 5%? No way. Good point. No way. 2%? Yeah. So it's like drug dealers, uh, Mexican drug dealers at the, the border. Yeah. We're going to lose X number of trucks, but we'll still get yeah. the vast majority through. So I'm willing to take that's operational cost mm-hmm. and... So it just the whole conflict around it and to crystallize it, make it something that the average person could connect to, like myself, mm-hmm. and understand what this actually means. Because I read the stories and whatnot, but a simple, it's a fucking piece of carbon. Yeah. It's all it is. And it's beautiful. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jaman uh, Hansu finds like a really big one and whatnot and knows that with this, he can get his family to safety type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he has to hide it from. The people that are forcing him to do this or are out asking him, I can't remember exactly, and then they have a boss on top of that, and then there's a warlord on top of that, yeah. and it's just like it's different warlords all fighting one another. Um, I can't remember the exact specifics of. I just remember the broad strokes of the conflict as a whole. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, 
I can only follow so much death. <laughs> yeah, it does become a bit. Yeah, I, I will Especially read up on some. In but the African continent, is it's it's been bad for a long time. Yeah, man. Then there's like Darfur. Yeah, and then there was that. Uh, uh, oh shit! What was the dude's name that popped up online three years ago? Um, it was a warlord. Oh yeah, it got huge. It was from a dude in San Diego who right. went crazy like right. a week and a half, two weeks after. Right. Um. Yeah. Was that scene out? That, that's really strange. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later. That's where if you want to give me a conspiracy theorist, either that dude was Looney Tunes before, but managed to stumble upon this warlord that is yeah. backed by, or somebody stepped in and did something and changed the biochemistry of his brain enough to where he'd be fifty one fifty and they can just keep him in a mental yeah. hospital. I think I like your that second uh option better. I don't know. What Believe what was me. his stupid name? Wasn't it free something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, free sh- shit. Shit, 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 shit. Free, 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 free. Can you get it? Free. I'm just going to type in San Diego Warlord. <laughs> African free. Warlord. Oh, man. What was that? Free Willy. Free Willy, exactly. <laughs> this is for the orcas at SeaWorld. They were standing up. I. Uh, let's see. African Warlord Free. Coney. Free, is that what it is? is Free it, Coney? Was it Coney? Yeah, Coney. Okay, Free Coney. Joseph Coney was the guy's name. Central African warlord. Yeah. There was a 2012 video. Right? Done by some dude and like one or two other people in San Diego. Yeah, was, this guy. I don't remember his face. Oh, okay. I just remember his story. Yeah. I mean, it just went from craziness to even crazier. A 30-minute film explaining why the world needed to catch to bring justice to Joseph Coney, a Central African warlord who, who over the previous 26 years, had abducted 30,000 children and turned them into soldiers and sex slaves. Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to Africa. Yeah. It's true. It is. It sucks. <laughs> Ten it days sucks. later, he ripped his clothes off his back, ran out naked in the street near San Diego, slammed his hands repeatedly onto the pavement, Battered himself against parked cars and screamed obscenities until he was eventually led away by, by the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was sectioned in a psychiatric hospital. Yep. Wow. He's still on mood stabilizing medication. Of course he is. <laughs> Under constant surveillance, which we'll just call doctors. <sighs> yeah. 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 So it's one of those, of, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but that escalated quickly. Yes. Yeah. And you don't see that in real life. And I don't believe somebody that is that bananas could put together a 30-minute documentary that captured the attention and imagination of a world. Yep, great point. Not going to happen. Yeah. That dude was hopped up on, like, next-level meth angel dust shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah All this shit from movies I saw, like, angel dust and dudes are, like, punching out windshields. <laughs> like, angel dust, man. Yeah, I just have no feelings. Right. Uh, but, yeah, and so within Blood Diamond, really, his accent didn't bother me. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know... What a real one sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was fine with it because he didn't seem to waver. It seemed to be carried throughout. It was consistent. <laughs> yes, yeah, consistent right. is a much better way to put it. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> it didn't fade in. It wasn't uh, Costner in Robin Hood. Oh, Jesus, no. You know, oh. DiCaprio did some work. Yeah, but it was Costner in 13 Days. For me, it was. Where it was, it's a, it's a consistently bad New England accent all through the film. I, I The thing is, I put no stock into it going into it. Oh, okay. So I didn't care. Got it. So like, I'm fine with it. I'm just intrigued by the story. Yeah, that's fair. And the tenseness of, you know, Mm -hmm. when the general public knew we were on the brink of nuclear war, Mm -hmm. legitimately. Right, right, right. (laughs) This is so dumb. (laughs) All right, that was your number three? That was my three. All right, then my three 
is uh, Beasts of No Nation. I haven't seen it. What? This is one I watched for the show. Okay, this one in, in uh, uh, Satsi, I wanted to Oh, watch. yeah, Satsi, I didn't see. So, but, dude, fuck. You got to watch this, Matt. It is harrowing. There's harrowing. There's one I'd never even heard of, and it just sounds like an interesting movie. Uh, Stander? Oh, no, I haven't heard of this. Because I, I, I started writing down, I was like, never heard of that one. Yeah. wrote it down. And Satsi, I remember that. I was like, okay. I tried to make time to watch. Right. I could only watch one movie this week, unfortunately. Usually, yeah. just yeah. like you did this week with two, I try and make time. Yep. And Satsi and uh, Beast and that Stander looked so interesting. It's Thomas Jane. He's a former South African cop now turned bank robber. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I believe it's based on a true story. And I was like, it sounds like it sounds really interesting. <laughs> Is it just shit? But it comes up on lists of like movies you should probably see. Right. Like it's Machine like, Gun Preacher. Okay. Kind of put okay, <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah, neither did I. Um, but yeah, this one is man. You know, I'd resisted this one. I, I resist African movies sometimes that explore um, the uh, oh, sorry, the military aspect of things. Dude, what do we got? What are we jamming on? What is it? <laughs> no way, no. dude. I'm in. That was a good beat out the gate. Do you have that personalized just to people, or is that to the general? That's my alarm. Yeah. It's oh, the, that's your alarm. Oh, dude, you get on down on the alarm. Good for you. I need to change my shit. It's the Bee Gees. <laughs> One. You want to give us a little? Uh, give I, us give us your flavor. Are we, are we going to get in trouble if I play this? Probably. We probably shouldn't do Will it. Get it banned. Will uh, get the episode banned. We shouldn't do it. Okay, fair enough. Over fair ten enough. seconds, we have to pay. No, we. I can't pay. And I can't we pay have the no BGs. budget to pay anything no, we like don't. that. Not the BGs. No, least. we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Maybe the GBs. Oh well, yeah, or the the BJs. <laughs> the BJs. <laughs> the French knockoff version. <laughs> I am missing alive. <laughs> exactly. Sting alive. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not Caprio good. Um, Beast of No Nation, dude. It's it, like I said. I resist movies like this because they get they can get real dark and um, yes. Uh, and this one really does. Fukunaga does a fantastic job directing this movie, and Idris Elba is oh, man. This is. You know, you get lost in Luther, you get lost in these other films. Of course, he's coming out of the Hobbs and Shaw, but you forget that when he dials into something, he oh, yeah. can be overwhelmingly awesome in the role. And Stringer these, Bell. Yeah, Stringer Bell, exactly. He is even more brutal in this movie because he's in charge of this rebellion and this kid, uh, because this kid has his family wiped out, he stumbles into this situation and he's trained to be a warrior for this rebellion. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's fucking raped. He's uh, forced to kill innocent people with a machete as an initiation. It is horrific. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but that's the journey. Their relationship is the journey of the movie and that kid's journey. That wasn't even spoiling too much. Jesus. Yeah. Like that was you holding back. (laughs) Yeah, It is because there's so much more into it. Yeah. Of it. And so if that's what I would say, if you haven't seen it, man, do yourself a favor and watch it because, if you can get through it, because it is tough, but it also is Sicario-like, and it shows you the actuality of the situation okay. and what's really what's really involved here. And it asks you to go, like, well, can you just blanket judge? Can you, when you know the history of this or that or how certain things Probably came not. About? You really yeah. can't blanket judge a whole lot of things in history. It's true. It's, it's true. rare. Um, you want to go like, oh, this people, these people do this, but you're like, well, well, how did these people come to be? Yeah, what are the situations? Exactly. What was the provocation? Every action has a reaction. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. getting the reaction from something else. Yeah, uh, it's still on Netflix because it's a Netflix movie, but it did get released theatrically, so I always make that as a oh a caveat. For me. Yeah, caveat. Ah, eh, we've we've cheated on lists before. Have we cheated on 
listen. We you have like definitely Matt cheated. cheated on this. Oh, so oh, really? You're above the fray? Okay, I didn't realize I was I speaking with the pious. <laughs> I didn't recall John Roca. Although you do have a picture of the outlaw behind you. So is this oh. actual outlaw nation? Is this the embassy? This, oh, this thing. Yeah, this is the embassy. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. Look at you doing ambassadorial work. I don't know if that's a real world or not, but it seems like it would be. Out amongst the people mixing for, you know, <laughs> determining the trade policies and whatnot. It's smart to do it in the U.S., by the way. It's true. It's it is. true. See, the, car- the carpet keeps you calm. While we yeah. stuff. I got to assume this and then the next branches are going to be in China. Yeah, yeah true. Very you got to build your money. embassies. Yeah, yeah it's tra- I, Transformers I is big in China, man. I got to build out there. Sure, sure. Well, you just outlaw nation. You yeah, gotta, sure. It's eventually, you know, you'll be like every other country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> a friend gave me that as a gift. So I, I, I told him I'd hang it up once I get in, uh, in an office. And sure enough, there it is. Is uh, the friend Juan Roca? No, no. <laughs> a friend Eric. He's a... Writer. Um, all right, so that's Beast of No Nation. That was my number three. So that what, what was your number three again? Uh, Blood, Diamond? Blood Diamond. Okay, so what's your number two? My two is Casablanca. Oh, damn, you put it on the list. All right. It's set in Morocco. It is. It totally counts. You, I, I left it off because I was like, I wasn't, I didn't want to, um, I felt like it wasn't an authentic, how can I say this correctly? I didn't feel like it was an African story, but it is an African story. So uh, go ahead. Okay. I'm not going to fight you. Not going to fight you at all. Well, look. It's African in that it's Morocco, and Morocco has basically been mm-hmm. so heavily the, the, the migration pattern from Europe into Morocco yeah, into yeah. Egypt has been basically back and forth, but especially with Morocco. Morocco mm-hmm. has been the main port because it's so close from Spain, Portugal, Italy, yeah. and Italy was the number one uh, you know trading power for a long time, right? And even in the Renaissance, like going through that period as well. So there's been a lot of migration between the two. So when they have, you know, French, German, I guess, you know, all different nationalities there, mm-hmm. it always it made sense to me because that has been such a port. Yeah, totally. As a country. I don't know about Casablanca as much because it's further south. Yeah. Because uh, we flirted with, hey, maybe we'll go to Casablanca. We went to Marrakesh. But it's just like, right. dude, it, it's all way over on the other side of the country on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, it's like Marrakesh was to some degree very much not as many white people. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of white people in Casablanca, but it, yeah. it's World War II. Right. The, the Germans are in Africa. Of course, they, they're in Egypt and Morocco. They've yeah. got a big presence, as do the French, because there's the former colonial system still you know, kind of holding on mm-hmm. to what they have. Uh, most have given up or relented or handed over. Yeah. Not most, but a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that always ranked. True for me as a, it's a movie that's set in Africa. Uh, yeah, and totally. it took me set in. It is an African tale in that totally counts, my man. That's, yeah, that's on me. What what my perception of it was right because as our lists are, it's our points of views on the topic. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, I'm not going to fight you on it. I I'd written it down as a possibility, but in the end, I decided I was like, well, do I really need to put it on this list? In my mind, I don't. But totally respect you putting okay. it on. Great. Uh, uh, great film, absolutely, and it's one that infuriates me, though, for sure, um, because I don't like how she. Have we talked about this? I don't like how she's so. like. She, first of all, she breaks his heart. She leaves his ass without any kind of notice because uh, her husband is all of a sudden alive, uh, and then she thought he was dead. Yeah, right. But then she shows up. She's like, "Why aren't you over it? For God's sakes, I got over it. Well, of course you got over it. You got to leave and go into the arms of another man." I could get over it because I you left my ass all well, alone in Africa. But ultimately, and then I got to do this. She didn't get over it because she wanted to run away with him. 
She did, but then, then she went back to this guy. Well, because he said, you'll regret it. Right. You, there will come a day when you regret the decision you're making right now. So he, I'm it, not going to let you make it. He said at the end. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But when he when she left him in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that. a terrible thing. But it's redemptive for him in that he grew and ultimately learned to True. let her go. Right. And that was his journey throughout because yeah. she was vacillating once again. Exactly. No, I want to run off with you. Exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And just like, no, you ran back to him once and you're going to want to run back to him again. Yeah. And let's just end it here. That's why I don't think it's a great romance. She can't make up her mind. She wants to play both. Series. See, I think it's she honest. wants to have her cake and eat it too. I think I it's like honest. It. I've had I've been both parts of that. Oh, where really? I made the choice of I know it's just going to be this cycle. Yeah, we can't continue this cycle. And then the other side of that of like, no, this can work. I, I will, can make it happen. Yes, we can make this work. <laughs> no, it's not gonna. I don't believe you. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. I've been both sides of that equation. Yeah, I can respect that. I can uh, respect that. So it's, I, I've always, when, when he let her go, that resonates more with me now as an yeah. older male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been through that. I can understand having to make that decision where you have to let part of yourself die. Mm-hmm. I've had to do it, but it's just like, this is for me right. to move forward. So I have to kill this. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way I'll live. Otherwise, it's going to, it's going to kill me. Oh, sure. Um, I'm yeah. going to want for something I can't have, even though we both kind of want it, but it's just never going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Um, yeah, I understand that. Well, and it, I, it, I still don't like her though. Part of the reason we went to Morocco is because I've always found Morocco interesting. Like because of Casablanca or because of Casablanca or, uh, any of kind of the Mediterranean. Oh, right. Okay. Any of that stuff. It's, you know, uh, it could be why potentially part of the reason why, uh, um, the last uh, last crusade mm. resonates a little bit more because oh, you then yeah. throw in the Venice as well. And right. Like, I love everything. It's even more. You took me to another location I love. That still in sense. the context of you end up in Jordan and Egypt. Mm-hmm. You're still doing the Middle East type of... I've yeah. always been fascinated because it's the, you know, the seat of the culture, yeah. seat of civilization. All comes from that area. We've been around there longest. Totally fair, man. Yeah. It was hard to keep Lawrence of Arabia off this list. But I was like, feel, I feel like that's more of a Middle East, even though Middle to East. To me, that's country. why, yeah. I was yeah. like, Middle in my head, it's like, well, Africa, that'll make John's like, list. And I was like, ah, it's more Middle East. Yeah, it's more Middle East. Like, in the end, I was like, this is more Middle East. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on. It's like you can't put on a lot of the, uh, some of the biblical stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. it's like, this happens way more oh, outside yeah. of. Yeah. It's a little bit here, but it's mostly elsewhere. Patton, too. Like, Patton was hard to leave off the list. Patton, a lot of Patton occurs in Africa and the battles with Rommel. It, yeah, in set Egypt. in Africa, set for in sure. Africa. Yeah, so, but I was like, no, no. It, there's a little more authenticity. <laughs> and then speaking of authenticity, what, yeah. my number two is Black Panther, which is not... Yep. It's Perfect fictional, segue. Good for you. <laughs> uh, uh, as the paragon of virtue that I am. <laughs> um, I don't know what we... We've talked about this movie many, many times. You know, great film, fantastic film, still holds up. Um, it's not one that I'll... I'll go back to and watch a lot. I think having seen it three or four times, I'm good for yep. a while. Um, but certainly one that was really important and really well done. And uh, yeah. I'll see what this... I'm looking forward to the sequel. Totally get why there's a huge swath of individuals that have a completely mm. different reaction of like, this meant so much to me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Because if I was on the the you know, flip side of that, it would resonate for me. It's like, oh, it's always been... Latinos, yeah, and I finally could see a white guy. It's always been, you know, black guys. I right. finally could see a white guy. Right, right, right. Totally understand that. For me, it was just like a shit. It was kind of a origin story ish, mm-hmm. and I already knew the character 
because he'd been introduced. So I yeah. Like, I wanted them just to go Civil off. Civil War, But yeah. they have to introduce his world yeah. type of thing, and it's going to be so uh, integral to all the Avengers stuff to come. Yeah. So totally makes sense in the context of this overall arc of 21, 22 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so what's your number one? Uh, number one is District 9. Okay. Cool. Good choice. Because it's a excellent sci-fi film mm-hmm. that it is really, really is. a discussion about uh, racism and the history of racism, how yeah. that still carries forth to this day mm-hmm. under the guise of a sci-fi film, which yeah. sci-fi has always done in literature. They'll tackle the a lot of the day's issues. Yep. Um, go back and watch like Twilight Zones, and there's all kinds of interesting discussions about currently what's happening within the politics of the time. Yeah, yeah. And just in a more, just seeing it through a different lens. Or even read the novels of sci-fi, and they always, although they put it in the future, the stuff they're dealing it's with still, is topical to what you're dealing with now is. as a society. Because we may go hundreds and hundreds of years into the future, but our issues will always remain the same. Yeah, you didn't grow up near me, so I don't trust you. Exactly. That's exactly. all it is. You don't look like me, I don't trust yeah, you. Yeah, unless we are truly all a global you know, entity. Yes, all under one government type of thing. Right, right. But that's not happening in our lifetimes. <laughs> no. No. There's no federation of planets in our no. lifetime. No, no. I think it's the only way more than likely the Earth could survive, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Just there needs to be one governing body and we all have a say yeah. type of thing. A benevolent dictator. I like what you're saying. <laughs> it's not going to happen in our lifetime and somehow you're going to get the position? No, I'm not saying I will be the benevolent dictator. Although I would like to be, I hope someday. Who doesn't want to be dictator? Well, I think there are a lot of people who couldn't handle that pressure. Well, look, there's only a much, as much pressure as you're willing to put into the job. If you're a dictator, nobody's taking you out of the position. So you can do whatever you want. No, care as di- much as you want. Care as little as you want. Dictators get killed all the time, man. Coups happen all the time. They do. But if we're talking about a singular individual over the entire world, yeah. you have a wealth of power no man has ever That's true. grasped. Or woman. Yes. Could be man or woman. Yeah, I didn't mean it gender specific. No, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Uh, An individual, a human. Yeah, sure. A human. (laughs) We don't want to put a dog in charge or a parakeet. Well, are you watching uh, Years and Years? No, what is that? It's a British show. Emma Thompson's on it, but she's only a small part, but it's about a family in Newcastle, like an extended family in Newcastle, and it's set in the future. They start basically now. And it's the policies of now, if they kind of go a little worst case here, a little this. Oh, wow. Interesting. And it spins this version of what politics could be like and how people are interacting, dealing with the the troubles of the world in 10 years. Huh. And they just kind of keep moving forward. And it goes like, they'll do it through a quick passage of time of like a birthday, this, and they end up on this holiday. Right, right. And then we sit down with them at the holiday, and then we live in that that time for who knows how long. Wow. It's interesting so far. I think I'm only okay. three or four in. What's it on? Is it on Amazon or Hulu or BritBox or one of those? Huh? Uh, Amazon or Netflix? One of the two? Okay. I think. Okay. I don't know. I stream it somewhere. I'll take a look because I mean, we we last night we were kind of like struggling uh, about starting a new British series. She turned me on to DCI Banks, which I started, okay. which is fucking great. Um, but I also got her to watch the first episode of Baptiste, which is the spinoff of The Missing. Okay. Uh, the two uh, seasons that were on stars about the finding the missing child. One of them is about finding this child. The other is finding missing two girls who were abducted. Okay. So the detective on both of those shows uh, is Techke Cario, who was the villain in Bad Boys. Oh, uh, that right. guy. So yeah. he they spun off the show and just called it Baptiste. 
and it came out in Britain earlier this year in February. And he's in Holland now in Denmark with his wife, his daughter, uh, and her child and the the man who's married to his daughter, his son-in-law. And he gets dragged into another missing persons case uh, trying to find this uh, uh, niece of this guy. And so uh, it's it's my cup of tea on so many levels. Okay. Not her cup. She was out after 30 minutes, but I've always enjoyed The Missing. So if you haven't seen The Missing, if anyone hasn't seen The Missing, watch the first two seasons on Stars. They're fantastic. Um, and then this, I, I, I can't wait to finish this one off. So, okay. But after that, Years and Years is what it's called? Years and Years. It's okay. all right. All right. Uh, but I'm, all our TV is stalled. So oh. Stranger Things just came out. So I, I'm like on four or five of that. Are you liking it? Uh, it's good so far. Yeah, I'm liking it. I liked a lot of it. I, I don't know how many more seasons they can do. I think one more. That's it. They're much too old. Well, they're doing the, oh, is this happening here again? Yeah. And this. Yes. Which is true. Right. And how much longer can we do that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're also basing this story around kids. Well, young teenagers that are making out way too much, in my opinion. How old are they? Uh, 15, 14. It's perfectly acceptable. I know it's acceptable. I just don't perfectly want to see acceptable. It. I just want to see. You it. don't want to see it escalate. I get that. Yeah, like yep. so many people freaked out about seeing Maisie Williams get naked in Game of Thrones. She's I, in her twenties. That's what I'm saying. So. It's totally it's fine. <laughs> it's utterly fine. I understand. We grew up with her. Yeah, yeah. But or she grew up with us, rather. There it is. But she is of age. She's, She's a young woman. Utterly different. Yes. Then right. Then uh, seeing these. Yeah. Right. But. There's only so many stories you can do. If they, how does this keep happening in this town? Yeah. How? Yeah. So maybe we'll do a mini review for uh, once you finish it. Oh, yeah. For maybe. But perhaps we will. Maybe top we'll down. do that for a little uh, Patreon content or something. We'll see more content you can get if you become a Patreon on the top. Yeah. 10. Go to patreoncom forward slash top ten with the number ten. Hit us up there. We got all kinds of tiers, all kinds of different stuff. Tons of you know. Spider Man comes out on the main feed tomorrow. It, it does. It came out on Patreon yesterday. Yep. Uh, actually, that was last week. Yeah, last week. Sorry, we're recording these. That's all right. Uh, Don't sweat it. Anyway, the fans will catch up. They will. That was your number one. Oh no, you want to keep yeah. going? You want to keep going? Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically, it's about like a UN force. So mm-hmm. aliens show up. Yeah, just aliens show up. Mm-hmm. That's where we start. We start with the reality of they've been here for a long time and they've right. been sectioned off in their own area of South Africa. So it's apartheid again. Right. And they're living in squalor and these tin shacks and whatnot. And people come in to basically make sure that they're not making weapons. Giving him the rations they're supposed to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. working on sewage, drainage, water, basically giving them a, a baseline of existence yeah. and then not helping them. We're not helping you with jobs. We're not helping you with better yourself because you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is not your, you know, your world type of thing. We'll be cordial to you. But there's animosity. There's tension throughout. Yep. And how one character, Vickis, his the character's transformation throughout the film. If you've never seen it, right. uh, how you can understand the plight of the individuals. And it, now you see it from their perspective and understand that we're all alive mm-hmm. in the context of this movie. Yep. Um, so there really is no difference in life. And then if that is the case, then we should probably all be Hindus. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be killing <laughs> anything. Although we got a mosquito problem in L.A. right now. Oh, yeah. Have you been getting any bites out here? No, not much out here. No, but I know it's happening. I see it on the news. Dude. At our old place yeah. and at our new place, Mosquitoes. Wow. Yeah. Never really had them before either. Wow. And we lived there for almost six years. Yeah, yeah, And I used to live in the same neighborhood for four years and never had a problem there. Yeah. It's always weird when these things pop up, man. 
and then disappear. Maybe it was the precursor to uh, the earthquakes. Oh, yeah. When there's an uptick in mosquito births. There you go. We're more likely to get... I, there's no way there's a correlation there. But if there is... The butterfly effect. Copyright uh, Matt Notes. Yeah, that's right. Copyright on the top Matt 10, knows. 2019. There you go. And I don't know how you make money on that, but we will find a way. <laughs> make t-shirts, spread awareness. <laughs> we get a nickel out of every t-shirt. Perfect. The rest goes to killing mosquitoes. When a mosquito flaps its wing, an earthquake happens. Uh, where were you, by the way? Were you at home, or where were you when the, th- the second oh, one? Hit? You know what's funny? Okay. Yeah. So the six-point whatever yeah. felt it, but it was like just a little shimmy. Yeah, we didn't feel it at all. We okay. were walking out to the car and didn't feel it. 7.1, we were both at our new place, didn't feel it at all. Wow. And we're right in the heart of, I saw accounts from friends I've got that live within a one-mile radius. Wow. So you're like, dude, I, it was like 15 seconds. It was crazy long. Didn't yeah. feel it at all. Doesn't make sense. Well, we're on a solid rock foundation. Yeah. So you would think we would feel it. Sure. But somehow. Maybe the, the place you got is like built really powerfully to handle earthquakes. I, nah. You don't think so? Nah. Okay. Built, right. It was built in 1938. What do you think? I don't know. The San Francisco earthquake had happened. Well, we had an inspector <laughs> down there looking at the foundation and whatnot. Yeah. And, and so everything checked out. Okay. That's good. It is. We didn't feel it at all, though. Yeah. And I, I went on Twitter, and I was like, this is crazy. And I turned on talk. I listened to 1090 Talk mm-hmm. Radio or 1070. Um, and they were live at the U.S. Geological Press Conference <laughs> talking about And it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. I saw your tweet of, like, yeah. we were in a doorway holding hands. We were. It totally. If I had experienced it. It was crazy. Every other person is yours. Yeah. So it's like, what was I doing at the time it happened? It's incredible you didn't feel it. Yeah. I went to the uh, grocery store a little bit later, and there were people trying to buy out all the water and stuff. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but there was... People were crazy. It was already backed up, but like every third cart, there was like seven to eight carts per line because <laughs> they only had three checkers open. There's yeah. a shitload of people there. Yeah. But every third cart was like water type of, and you're like, what am I missing? Really? It was that bad? Didn't feel it. Standard Angelinos, man. Always overreacting to shit. <laughs> it's raining, ah! Um, no, we were, yeah, we were watching the season finale of Stranger Things for that season, uh, season three, and we were 20 minutes in and all of a sudden it like, she felt it first. Do you were season? It came out the night before. Oh yeah. We finished, we, dude, we tore through it on July 4th and then the next day. Hot damn. Yeah, man. That's what, that was our plan. Like we didn't want, we didn't go out to a fucking, uh, barbecue or any of that bullshit. Like we, yeah, I didn't either. We went out in the day. Uh, went to try to find because there's supposed to be an installation at Santa Monica Pier. Apparently, it was only last week that they finished up the installation for Stranger Things. Sure, they had set up like bikes that you could sit on and all this kind of stuff, and and so you could have gotten some cool things. Um, but I didn't know they had taken it down. So we went over there, hung out there, hung out El Segundo, and then when we came back, um, we just started watching. Mm. And then the next day, we were watching, and that's when. Uh, it hit and we like she noticed it first and I'm like what are you talking about and then it started to and I was like fuck me and then when it went longer we just immediately jumped up off the couch and ran into the two doorways and then we just held hands while she was in one doorway and I was in the other and I was just watching the fucking trees like doing this moving left to right in a violent fashion and I'm like Man, if this goes any longer, this is going to be like for real. Like it's going to actually start buildings are going to actually start falling. So wow. it was scary. It's crazy. It's crazy. You didn't feel anything. No, 
Neither of us did. So we were like, can you believe that was the topic of discussion because I would go off and be working on something else. Yeah, like I yeah. built some shelves today. I got to hang drywall, uh, make and, and hang some shelves and then fix a door jam. Yeah. And that one's going to be tough. I got to cut it out and then match the width of the wood and then go to Home Depot and then put something in and then paint it. Uh, dude. And then tomorrow I got to patch concrete so that somebody can come in and sand it all down for me on Wednesday. Jesus. Yeah, no, it doesn't end. No, it doesn't sound like it, it doesn't end. And then I got this and then we're leaving just like you are to yeah, go yeah, visit yeah. some family. Uh, yeah. and it's just like, uh, you gotta, you gotta do all this. You got, you got, wow. you know, get it all done. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's part of it. That floor took uh, professionals oh, yeah. four, four days to tear out. Holy shit. Four days. And you were going to do it by yourself. Well, they didn't use the tool I would have rented. Oh, so they okay. mostly did it by hand because they went to Home Depot and rented another tool. Yeah. And I went and talked to a few different people and they're like, that tool is not going to work because it's made for PVC linoleum tile. And there's no way it's going to be able to deal with your wood and glue. Right. It's like, okay. So I found a much more powerful one for double the cost at a tool <laughs> rental place. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Name of the company is Herc Rentals. Yeah. Their former massive office is up in the valley, Deep Valley. Okay. And uh, now you show up and it's Herc Entertainment and they have Marvel posters. <laughs> so they rent out all kinds of crane gear and stuff to entertainment. But I showed up there because it's still listed on Google Maps. Yeah. And I walk up to the door and they're closed on a day they should be open. I don't know why they were closed. Yeah. And I was like looking through and you look up at the top. Now it's Herc Entertainment. And wow. I look it up online. It's a subdivision of formerly just pure Herc rentals. So then I had to drive into the heart of North Hollywood to go to a regular Herc Rentals. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that makes that's good business. Good for that's you guys. Smart move. Yeah, hopefully you're making some money. Now I gotta fucking drive ten or not ten miles, but ten, fifteen minutes yeah. another direction I don't need to be going. <laughs> it's crazy. Revenue streams, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> um all right, so then my number one, if we're done with District yeah. Nine, yeah, my number one then is the way punt from way earlier. Wow. Which is The Last King of Scotland. Number one. I love this movie, man. Love Forrest Whitaker movie. is fantastic. He's incredible He's as Idi Amin. Absolutely fantastic. And I had seen the documentary on Idi Amin before I saw this movie. Okay. And that's harrowing enough to watch Forrest Whitaker bring him to life in a very human way. Mm-hmm which isn't newsreel footage, you're just like, holy shit. And Mac, this is McAvoy when he's still kind of established himself yeah. as a strong actor. You get some Gillian Anderson action, which I hadn't seen since X-Files, I think. Okay. And to see her come in and play this character so well, and then to see the the, the progression of the madness of this, uh, of Idi Amin, and also this relationship which had you kind of have that moment of like, oh, this guy has these great ideas of what he wants to do with this country and what do you he believe? Wants. Yeah, you believe you told just like he does, and then he's like pushing back at people who are like, no, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But which is of course the idealism of it of it all, right? That the reality is when people become in power, their worst natures now, if they don't control them, have an avenue with which to come out even more so than before. Yeah, well. Because you just want to hold on to that power. Yep. By any means necessary. And you convince yourself that if you don't, you the country will get messed up without you yeah. in charge of it. Yeah. You want to look, the idealism is real. It will continue to happen because you want to believe yep. that someone could take, you want to believe that they're somewhat like you and that you would try and be benevolent with it. Right. And do the right thing at all times. Weigh and measure all issues mm-hmm. as best you can. Right. Uh, but any person that is seeking that much power more than likely to do because they did whatever they could to get that power. Yeah. Will do whatever they can to hold on to that power. Exactly. Especially when it's a coup d'etat and you're a military leader. Exactly. Death is a part of your life. Yeah. 
I just the most indelible thing to me was that fart scene with the baseball bat, <laughs> dude. Because yeah. if you don't get to that, that can yeah. lead to some really terrible stuff. Yep. And just the yank and all the gas pushes out. Like, oh god! And now you're basically just forced a man to fart all over you, and now you're breathing it in. But saved his life. Yeah, could have. That's what that's what I found uh, so good about the film is that it's very real in their interactions and friendship, and then it's very real though and unsettling how quickly. He can turn on a dime to be this horrific person with absolutely no empathy at all. Um, and then the suspicion, the paranoia that is constant throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. And what it leads to. And when he's like strung up with meat hooks at the end, you're like, holy fuck. His ex-wife. Yeah. That he disowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, because she uh, has, a, has a, 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 a a child with epilepsy or yeah. whatever. I knew the child had some sort of developmental. Yeah. And then he gets with her, gets her pregnant, and he gets held up and can't be there for that abortion. Yeah. She gets found out. And when he sees her and she's a dismembered corpse on... And the, Edie knows. And yeah. Oh. That's what I mean. That's why I love the film so much is because it's great acting between both of them. And it's, it's a tragic story. But yet a horrific story, and it pulls no punches all the way through, and I appreciated that about the movie. It's why I come back to it over and over again, okay. um, and why it's minor one. Honestly, yeah, need to see it again. Then oh, saw yeah. it when it came out, enjoyed yeah. it. That's why I made the list. I was like, yeah. you know what? I know that I like that movie. Yeah. Okay. I all thought right. I thought you would have when we were kings. Oh no, because that's like yes, I know it's in Africa, but it's like it's it's about a boxing match, not about it's so set in Africa. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, you know what? It's made a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was part of my thirteen. I was like, I'm not gonna because yeah, we've talked about it and uh, well, the same reasons I think you said, and also because like I, I, yes, it's an African film, but yeah, but I, but it's like you know, it's yeah, them experiencing Africa rather than being an Africa film set in Africa by itself. So, but it's a it could have. Definitely qualified. Do you want to write yeah. the list? No, no, you or? do it. I'll, I'll bang. I don't have... Unless you want me to write. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so, um, I think your number one will probably be there because it's... That's With my District four. Nine? Yeah, yeah, it's my four. Casablanca, you don't have... No. Blood Diamond, where do you have that? I don't have it at all. Okay, then... Otherwise, it'd be... Black Hawk Down or Hotel Rwanda. Black Panther's my number two. Oh. But two, Last King of Scotland's my number one. Two seven, so. Does 2-7 be one ten? I think it does. Even though I may not want it to, I think it does. But then it has love, to be Black Panther, Last King of Scotland. I love how quickly you came to that response. You had a look of you were genuinely thinking it, and then it just came out yeah. so effortlessly. Yeah. I think it does. Begrudgingly. Uh, let me conjure a case out of nothing right now to see why. I really was. You're not lying. Yeah, You're of not course. wrong. Of I course. really was. You know what? I can't fight you on that. 110 to me is better than 27. <laughs> I can't. You, okay. It's a one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to carry a little more weight. So, last, so Well, especially if it was a no-brainer for you. It's yeah. like, this is my number one. So it's Last King of Scotland and then, and then Black, Black Panther? Black Panther. Okay, okay. And then I would say Black Hawk Down. Yes. And then Hotel Rwanda. Yes. And, and now we're just splitting, I think. Well, I need my two, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your two? Oh, Casablanca, right. Casablanca. Yeah. Uh, what do you got next? Um, let's see. We've done Last King, Black Panther. Oh, Beasts of No Nation is my number three. I haven't seen it, and I got Blood Diamond at three. Okay. 
Uh, flip the old coin? Yeah, I guess so. Because I you saw have the it. new and improved coin? I saw it and didn't like it, so, but I guess it doesn't count. Right? I haven't seen it, so I can't weigh. I can't tell. You know, it's one of those. I, I, I would like to be uh, honest and be like, you know what? I, by merits, that is a stronger film. More resonant film. I don't know though. That's the thing. I've got the uh, old. Point. Yeah, let's do the old coin. Cause I, I, I think I left the uh, other coin in the other bag in the car. Yeah, I think I did. Okay. I transferred stuff over into the red bag. I, I forgot that I did. All right, let's do this thing. Oh, the weighted coin. Oh boy. No, 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 no. We have the weighted coin. There's oh, okay. most definitely the weighted coin, and then there's right. the replacement coin for the oh, one right. that got lost. That's right. And that one we never had trouble with. Okay. There you go. Oh, I'm flipping. All right. Well, you don't have to. That's fine. Uh, is that can't? No, that can't. What you got? Superman. All right, son of a bitch. Is that me? That All right. You. Nice. So I get what? Uh, oh, Beast of No Nation. And then yours. Right? Yep. Okay. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, I got my four. What do you got? That, uh, yeah, that's fine. Because I have District 9, Black Hawk Down, Hotel Rwanda, all the way down until seven. So, Okay. What's your four again? African Queen. Oh, that's right. The African Queen. Well, we have uh, Prince of Egypt now. We do. Common. Yeah, let's put that on there. All right. What's your last highest to seven? Yeah. Which is? The Constant Gardener. What do you um, have? Okay. We've both seen that, so. Okay. I'm my eight, so you beat me there, but oh, okay. it's for Ghost in the Darkness, which you haven't seen. Right. Boom. All right. Let's do this thing. The top ten films set in Africa, yeah. Add number ten. The Constant Gardener. Add number nine. Prince of Egypt. Add number eight. The African Queen. Add number seven. Blood Diamond. At number six. Beasts of No Nation. At number five. Hotel Rwanda. At number four. Black Hawk Down. At number three. Black Panther. At number two. The Last King of Scotland. And our number one film set in Africa is... District Nine. District Nine, man. Good films, a lot of good films on this list. And like Matt said, a lot of films to consider for this one, which I enjoyed. You know the other one I had a soft spot in my heart for and I wanted to put on there, but never really had? What's that? The uh, uh, Lord of War. Oh, yeah, the Nick Cage one. That's always, a good film, Matt. Always enjoyed it. Yep, yep. Him and it's, Jared Leto. Yeah, it's not trying to be the constant gardener. You know nope. what I mean? Nope. But it's still telling a fair story, yeah. I would say. Uh, and it's interesting, and I want to see how a warlord like that kind of mm-hmm. uh, exists and the choices they have to make, and yeah. you know, between him and his wife and his family and everything else. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed him in that film too, Nick Cage. He's so good in that film. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, top ten films set in Africa. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode, um, Matt. What do we got to tell him? Uh, join us over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with the number 10. You can follow me online at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. Uh, and that is it. Okay. Uh, we said it already, but maybe one more time. The pay, uh, If you want to be part of our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash the top 10, the number there, 10. Go to there, see all the different tiers we got, see if we can support. Um, 
some things have occurred. Matt, I'm going to talk to Matt about some other possibilities here for the Patreon that we can do that would be interesting. Um, so there's always we're stuff we're working on. We're always working on stuff. We're always working on content. We're uh, definitely determined to do that. So uh, thanks to everybody who's come on. All the recent people who've come on, definitely. Thank you so much. And all the ones, all the people who keep supporting us means a hell of a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, we'll be talking about a new uh, live show soon. But until then, uh, follow Matt at Matt Nost, follow me at The Roca Says, and we will talk to you next time on the Top Ten. Uh-huh.